the presiding order of Rehaven. Shall we give him a round of applause to welcome him in the name of Jesus? Thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Spirit of God, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. says that the entrance of your word brings light. We are praying, my God, can let illumination touch us this morning. We are before your presence, not before the presence of any other man. Throw your weight around and be the boss. You are the king of kings and the lord of lords. I stand on the shoulders of able men in this house and able women in this house to propagate you to them, O oh God. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited to be in the presence of the Lord? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. I want to take this opportunity to thank God for the grace to be in his presence this morning. I want to also thank our area head and also our district pastor and the first mother of our district also for this opportunity, and will not take this lightly. I stand here and I salute all the elders, deaconesses, and deacons in the house. God bless everyone. Amen. Amen. And also want to take this opportunity to thank every member in this church. Amen. 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 For the sake of time, we'll be doing a couple of extensive studies, and um, I hope God will permit us to finish this teachings today. Amen. This is a teaching that I have gone through it and it's taken me almost about 12 weeks. I can teach on this subject for 12 weeks and um, I've been taunting and bothering about it all morning and all night. And um, we want to look at it. This week has been set aside or the past week has been set aside for the collaboration between the youth and the men. And it was held at the national level. So they brought the topic to us. And I want to steal a factor of it to also teach this morning. Because we are asked to teach at the local level as well. Amen. This morning, the subject that I'm speaking on is faithfulness. 
faithfulness. Faithfulness. The other time I was here and I spoke on faith. And when I spoke on faith, um, I've been praying about this and this scripture, um, that God has given me this subject. And when I was coming this morning, I said, God, give me a son. And immediately I walked in, a dramatic started singing the step first level of the Lord overseas. I said, okay, done. So this morning, I am speaking on faithfulness. The scripture that we're going to use is Corinthians 5, 22-23. says, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. Faithfulness, the NIV says faithfulness, hallelujah. And he says meekness, temperance. Against sex, there is no law. Hallelujah. He says against sex, there is no law. Hallelujah. Which means that sometimes we've got into a state in our lives that we begin to say that we are not under the law. We are under the dispensation of grace. Therefore, because of that, we tend to say that, oh, Christ came to die for us. And since Christ came to die for us, it's wipe everything off. But when you look at this scripture, this scripture is saying that after we get to manifest in all this, it negates law. Hallelujah. Which means that if you do not do these things, you subject yourself under the law. Amen. It's right there. It says, well, as such, there is no law. And we need to understand, Christ made us to understand that he did not come to abolish the law, but he did to do it, to fulfill the law. So Christ is a fulfillment of the law. And when you look into scripture, you need to understand that when I was looking at this, the reason why I picked the word faithfulness is because faithfulness is something that in every sphere of our lives, it governs us. Hallelujah. If today I want to marry my wife, I brought my wife and my kids here, please forgive me. We are all here. If today I say, okay, I love you, love is not enough. Right? Love is not enough. Because why? In the course of love, even though we started with love, the journey with love, there must be what? Faithfulness. Because if I'm not faithful, I cannot sustain what? The love. In every sphere of life, faithfulness builds every sphere of life. Now, job place faithfulness is required. In our face of faithfulness is required. We need to be faithful in everything we do. Because if we are not faithful in our journey with God, then and then what? Our life is hanging on the thread. And when you look through this scripture, we get to understand that it is not only it's not only important to always live a godly life, which is very important, but we must also live a faithful life. Because as we live the faithful life, then and then we begin to see certain things that's going, that goes on. Now when we read testimonials, First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 24, it says, Faithful is he who has called us. Which means when God called us, he did not only call us by our salvation alone, but he called us based on his faithfulness. And it says, Faithful is he who has called us. 
and it's going to do it because when the faithfulness of God becomes your element in our lives, then and then God is compelled to do what is supposed to do in our lives. Which means that as we are faithful to the faithfulness of God to us, he's compelled by his word to do it. Hallelujah. That is why we come to him and we have that faith. We have that confidence that he will do it because of his faithfulness. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 23 and 20, uh, 22 and 23 says, Because of the mercies of God, we are not consumed. Now, listen to this. Because the mercies of God, we are not consumed. For what? They are new every morning. We could receive this song every day. They are new every morning. For what? Great is his faithfulness. So it is the faithfulness of God that compels the mercy of God to be extended unto us. Beloved of God, you are who you are, not because of any mercy, not because of any grace, but who you are because of what? The faithfulness of God. Now, so permit me to say this to you that let me tell you, faithfulness should be reciprocal. It should be reciprocal. Amen? Faithfulness should be what? Reciprocal. Say it to yourself. Faithfulness should be reciprocal. Which means when I give faithfulness to you, you must what? Give faithfulness back to me. It should be one way street. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when you look into it, you look into Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. There is something that happened over there. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Please, I did not give you all the scriptures, so help me. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. It says something. When Abraham was 99 years old, look at the scripture very well. When Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him. Now, look at this scripture very well. What do you see over here? Now, when you begin the scripture, you see that now the promises of God or the covenant of God concerning the name has not been established yet. But this is someone who was living in the home of polygamy. He was living in the home of polygamy. And as he was living in the home of polygamy, because of his diligence and his faithfulness to God, God calls him out. Now, after God calls him out, God has called him and says, Abraham, I am taking you to a place, or following you to a place that I will show you. Now, it takes somebody who is very tenacious to say, but listen, I don't know who you are, but I'm going to follow you on the way. So guess what? After God has called him, and he was very specific about the scripture, saying, at the age of 99 years old, which means that faithfulness does not have what age limit. Faithfulness does not have any age limit. Which means that you don't have to be, you don't have to be at the age of what? 90, when you get to a place where you're like, oh, I'm old. Now I'll do everything I want. So Bible says God appeared to him at the age of 99 years old. Now what is 99 years old? He's even having dementia. Right? He doesn't even remember anything. Would you be? And then I tell him, right? Yeah. But God is appearing to him and says, What? I am the Lord 
God Almighty, which means that God is trying to introduce a different phase of his life. Which means that as Christians, not only are we called with the faithfulness of God, but we must have that mental relationship with God that every day and every time, God unfolds himself to us. Amen? And he says what? I am the Lord God Almighty. This is somebody that God has already called and told him. But guess what? He tells him, I am the Lord Almighty. Walk before you what? Faithfully. Walk before you faithfully and blameless. God expected faithfulness from Abraham at the age of what? 99. And if you read through it, Bible says it was after he had told him this, then he begins to say, on this premise, I will change your name from Abraham to Abraham. Which means that before God can do everything in our lives, we must what? Walk faithfully before him. Nowadays, faithfulness is missing. Our, our, our relationship with people have become so transactional. You do for me, I do for you. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. If everything works out according to the way we plan, then it's what? It's fine. But as children of God, we need to come to a state in our lives that we must be faithful unto the God that we serve. Because when God was speaking to Abraham at that time, God had promised Abraham a child, but he still had that child yet. But God still expecting to be faithful. God expects him to be faithful. Beloved of God, you might be looking at your situation right now, and you might say, well, if God does whatever I want, be faithful. But that is not a story. The faithfulness of God, Bible says, is renewed what? Every morning. Which means it is the faithfulness of God that woke you and I out of bed. Even though you do not get your Lamborghini, still the faithfulness of God is still there. You didn't get what you want. Because sometimes we begin to mix, mix need and want. And as we mix need and want, because of our wants, strive over our need. I'm not going to teach about needs and want because that one is also a topic by itself. Sometimes we conflict our needs and our wants. But God knows what we need, not what we want. Hallelujah. Therefore, he makes sure that he does what? He makes sure that he raised us. He's waked us up this morning. And that is what you need. You need life. Hallelujah. So guess what? He has given you what you need, not what you want. Amen? Now, let's go to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. I'm working with time, so please. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 6. It says what? Most men will proclaim to everyone about his own goodness. 
Solomon is saying something. He says, a man can proclaim, you can tell everybody how good you are. But a man who is faithful, who can find? Which means faithfulness trump over what? How good you look. Because guess what? If you are not faithful, you can meet somebody who is Mr. Charming or Prince Charming or Princess Cute. If that person is not faithful, what happens? You kick that person out. So which means faithfulness. He says, a man can boast. This is somebody who has dated women. So he's speaking out of experience. He says, a man can boast. You can speak out so I am going to are about how good you look. But a man who is faithful, who can find? Because why? It takes faithfulness to sustain or to live in this earth. We've got into a state in our lives that we, are, we take everything anyhow. We don't attach ourselves to anything. We just want to do whatever pleases us. But we put faithfulness on the side. We're a member of the church. Let me throw this one in here. Sometimes faithfulness can get out of your mind. You get out of the church and go somewhere. And they will be persecuting the church. I'm like, oh, sound of honor. Those people. I know you people won't do that. Those people, where is your faithfulness? Where is your loyalty? Where is your commitment? Where is your trust? Hallelujah. So it says what? A man. Boost. Now, understand this. I'm not preaching about perfection. Please, get it. don't get it. I'm not preaching about perfection. I am preaching about faithfulness. Because no one is perfect except God. But you know what? God expects you and I to be faithful, not perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's read Hebrews chapter 3, 1 to 6. Let's look at this. Hebrews chapter 3, 1 to 6. We are a little far from home. So Hebrews chapter 3, 1 to 6. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Where is Caleb? Please give me a microphone for me. I want him to be part of the service. Please, can somebody give me a microphone for me? Come and sit in my seat, please. Come. Come with me. I want them to be part of the service. Please. Sit in my seat. Please clap for him. Okay. I don't want to read scriptures and they'll say, we came and we didn't read it. He read everything. We don't know who he picked the scriptures from. Can I go to Hebrews chapter 3, 1 to 6. Hebrews chapter 3. It's in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Therefore, holy Hebrews chapter what? Three. One to six. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the holy calling, consider the apostles of high priest and the high priest of, of, of our confession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful. Now listen. Jesus Christ himself 
was faithful to his calling. Understand this. Jesus Christ, who was the son of God, was faithful. Now, which means that faithfulness has no bounds. He says what? The apostle himself, the high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ, emphatically over there. Now, people can say they don't know the writer of Hebrews. But for me, please, for my own sake, agree with me. I think it's Paul. To me. Because some of his writings, the way he writes, I can prove it to you that this is Apostle Paul. So Apostle Paul was speaking for today. Please, if any theologian say that it's not Apostle Paul, I salute. But please, today, see things in my eye today. Hallelujah. It says, Apostle Paul says, who was faithful to him? Now, who was he talking about? It means Jesus himself was faithful unto God. God had called him. He was the son of God. But he replies that he was faithful. And he was here for a specific assignment. But his assignment that he did, his obligation was unto God. And he made sure that he lived faithfully to God. Now let's go ahead. We're going to tie that in the, in the Old Testament. You got it? You got it? Okay, read it for me, please. So Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. Therefore, holy brothers. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, who we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him. He was faithful to who? He was faithful appointed him. He was appointed of God, but he made sure that he was faithful to him. And then now he begins to say this, which means that we can never say that because we are under grace, we don't have to be faithful. We are going somewhere. Because you are under grace, you don't have to be faithful. Even Christ, the Son of God, he was faithful unto God. Faithful, he lived faithfully unto God. Go ahead, please. He was faithful to the one who appointed him. Who appointed him? Go ahead. Just as Moses was faithful, just as Moses was faithful in the house. Now he begins to what? Put, put wells together. Apostle Paul is now beginning to teach. Now, why did he put Moses over there? Let's go to Numbers. Numbers. Please, Numbers. Numbers. Let's go to Numbers chapter 12, 6 to 7. Numbers chapter 12, 6 to 7. Mm -hmm. Numbers chapter 12, 6 to 7. Please. Now, this is the story about Mariam and Aaron who had, uh, who had an encounter with Moses. And Bible says Moses went to marry a strange woman, and they begin to what? Grumble about it. And when they grumble about it, now God comes and God speaks. Look at this. Go ahead, please. You found it? Good. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6 to 7. Uh -huh. He said, Listen to my words. Now, this is God calls, this is God himself. He called 
then he says, separate the three. Call Moses, call Aaron, and call Maria. He summoned all of them. And after that, he says, call the two out. And let me speak to you. Go ahead, please. When there is a prophet among you. Is there any prophet among you? Moses wasn't the prophet. Which means that it is not about the gift. It's about what? The fruit. It is not about sometimes we begin to mix the gift and the fruits together. That we can prophesy. We can do this. We can do that. And we think that is enough. So we are not faithful. So he says what? If I want the prophet, go ahead please. I, the Lord, reveal myself to them. For most, I myself reveal myself to the person. Which means God, we see Moses, we don't see Moses as a prophet in today's terms. But God was seeing him as a prophet. And he says, I reveal myself to him in a dream. And I speak to him face to face. Go ahead, please. But this is not true of my servant Moses. <laughs> he is faithful and honest. Now, God says, listen, forget about what you think. If we are talking of faithfulness, this guy here is faithful. Amen. So now, the writer of Hebrews goes back and says what? Jesus was faithful to his father. So is Moses. But guess what he says? What? Moses was faithful in the house. Beloved of God, as God has called you and I, we are required to be faithful in our home. This church is our home. It requires you and I to, to be faithful. In every sphere of life, faithfulness means that you are what? Reliable. They can come to you. Chapter 4 verse 2. 
First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Let's look at something. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, please. 2, verse 2, please. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. Now look at this. Now it is required that those who have been given trust, other verses says, it is required of every steward. It is required of every steward. Somebody may say, oh, well, this one, faithfulness in the Nivodia is for the older ones. But it's similar here, it says, it is a requirement, which means as you go for any job interview, there are specifications, right? And about requirements. Now it says, well, it is now required of those who have been trusted. You have been called and trusted. It says, you, are called, you, are, you must prove yourself what? Faithful. Which means faithfulness is a requirement. It is a requirement. You presume it's a requirement. Hallelujah. You are required. You and I are required to be faithful. You don't become faithful if things work out for you. But you should be faithful if things work out or it doesn't work out. Hallelujah. Beloved of God, if you begin to understand this, there is nowhere in life we cannot go. Because our faithfulness will prove. It was the faithfulness of Abraham. Let me throw this in here. The faithfulness of Abraham to God. When God asked him to sacrifice his only son, and he says, Now I know. God can boast on Abraham and say, Now I know. In blessing, I will bless you. Sometimes your faithfulness will trigger the heavens to do something on your behalf. If only you will be faithful. If only you will be faithful. Hallelujah. If only you will be faithful. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at this. Let's look at Matthew chapter 25 and 21. Matthew 25. Please, we'll be, we'll be closing soon. I'll be doing soon. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Now, this is what it says what? Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Matthew chapter 25, verse 21. Who started the statement over there? Jesus. So now it's not me speaking, right? It's not Matthew who is speaking, right? It's who is speaking. Okay, so Lord, who is speaking? Okay, it's good to have. Uh-huh. From the NIV version. Uh-huh. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. He says, Other verses says, And the master replied, Well done, what? Good and what? Faithful servant. Hallelujah. Which means, when well, that is one of the words, when we go to heaven, we are going to hear. That's the last word we are going to hear. Thou good and what? Faithful. Not that thou good. And what? Mr. Noble. Or Miss Noble. No. Thou good and what? Faithful servant. Which means that that is the word. They are trying to give us a mystery of what will be said in heaven. Your faithfulness does not only operate on this earth. Your faithfulness.
sinfulness goes past this earth. Hallelujah. Your faithfulness transcends this earth. Your faithfulness goes past this earth. So if you are thinking I'll be faithful just on this earth and forget about it, that is how you'll be welcome. That is the salutation in heaven. That is what the master will say. And that is the criteria they are going to work. Admit you into the kingdom. It says, and it says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Then it goes, let's look at this. You have been faithful with few things. Now he begins to what? Expand the faithfulness. He says you have been faithful in small things. Beloved of God, whatever you have today, God has many stuff in mind. We quote this scripture every time. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, either has not entered into the hearts of men. What the Lord has. But God is trying to let you understand that whatever you have today, He can do more. Based on your faithfulness. He can do more. And He says, What? You have been faithful in little things. The Lord of God don't say that if I have a million dollars, then I'll pay my tithe. Listen, if you don't give God one dollar on this, you cannot give God over a million. Or you can cry. Let's say the truth. I say this every time to my children. If you have small and you can't give, don't worry. You can't do it. So practice it now. So he says what? You have been faithful. Not in good things. Not in medium things. But he says what? You have been faithful in few. Which means that your faithfulness in little things. The little little assignment they give you in your job place, in your home. Whatever those little little assignments that you pass, the God is seeing that, oh, he is able to pass this. He's able to pass this. He's able to pass this. Now he says what? Now, he says what? I will put you in charge of many. Which means your faithfulness, your diligence, and your faithfulness in other things compels the heavens or compels God to put you in charge of more. Now go ahead and listen to this. Come and share my what? My rest. Which means our faithfulness. Other verses says, come and share the master's happiness. But other verses says, come and enjoy the rest. Which means that our faithfulness in little things promotes us to big things. And also we enjoy the rest. Beloved of God, if you want to enjoy the rest of God, it is not working hard, but it's working smart and being faithful. Now, let me give you one key. Let me give you one pass that he will work to us so that you will know what crown to get when you get to heaven. How many of you want crowns? You want crowns. Okay, let's look at something. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. 
Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Now this is John, the leader, who is speaking right now. He says what? Don't be afraid of what you, you are to suffer about or about to suffer. Amen. What I'm saying is, don't worry about how you are going to go through pain. You know what? Because sometimes the pain becomes so much so that you are like, oh, I wish I could do it. But this pain is too much. If the pain can be reduced a little bit, I can be faithful. But Apostle John is making you and I understand that yes, we are going to go through the pain. But still, be faithful. Says they that and be faithful unto death. Which means that you don't have colors. You don't say, oh, okay, but it says what? You are faithful. Which means you are other versus faithful to the end. Hallelujah. Faithfulness to the end. Which means you don't stop midway. You don't walk back midway. You don't walk side midway. But you are faithful regardless of whatever is doing at you. You are still faithful. Says they that are faithful to the end. So that what? The victor's crown. Which means in this life, it's a fight always. But victory is for those who are faithful. Victory for those who are faithful. Beloved of God, let us dare to be faithful. Don't let anybody, your friend, second guess you. Don't even let your job second guess you. Don't let your church second guess you. Don't let God second guess you. They said that, oh, ask for this, this person, oh, whether rain or shine. He will show up. May God say that about you and I. But the only way God will say that about you and I is when you are faithful. When they say that, listen, if so and so is not here, ah, your faithfulness, let your faithfulness be missed in the church. Let your faithfulness be missed. His daughters was dying, and they ran onto Peter and said, No, 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 no. This one cannot die. This one, ah, if anybody will die, not this one. Not this one. May it be said of you and I that listen, when something happens, you'll say, Be not this one. I'm here to protect your problem. Be faithful to the end. Be faithful to the end. Don't give up. Don't give up the fight. Be tenacious about it. Be conscious about it. Be deliberate about it. Amen. He says, this one, if this one dies, listen, we have nothing to worry you see apostles that are naked on the seat. I didn't say it, but the Bible said it. It says, it is this woman who clothes us. Our nakedness, which means when something bad happens, she's the one who will protect us. 
Not only problem, but if people hear something bad about us, he's the first person who will say no, not this one. Let me stand in for. Can they call? Can they? Can, they, can the church or can somebody count on you that this one is so faithful that if, if I go wrong, he or she will protect me and come and diss me inside? Yes, we protect you outside and diss me inside. Your faithfulness, be faithful. Be faithful. Hallelujah. 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 Now let's read something in the last scripture we're going to read. Colossians chapter 4, 7 to 18. Colossians chapter 4, 7 to 18. This one, we're all going to read it together. Colossians chapter 4, 7 to 18. Colossians chapter 4. This is Apostle Paul. Who was in jail? And I was writing. The Bible says when he was writing, Bible theologians says that when he was writing, he was in jail and also there is chains around his hands. How can you be in jail and you have chains and you are even thinking about something else outside? It takes a committed person, it takes a faithful person to even make sure that, listen, regardless of what they are, they are not what they are not self-seeking. But they are seeking about the interests of others. Bible says he wrote to the Colossians. He was trying to tell them, listen, I am sending messengers to you. Sending messengers. But guess what? He made sure he mentioned their attributes. Their attributes. Now he says, Titicus, we will tell you the news about me. Which means that anybody else who comes to tell me something about you won't believe it. When Tichikus comes, now who is Tichikus? Tichikus was somebody who went to preach in Asia. Bible says that, Bible historians made us to understand that he traveled from Asia, forsake everything in Asia, and followed Paul all the way to Macedonia and Jerusalem. A Chinese man, he followed. Jerusalem, we will follow. But they followed. And he's the one who has the report to say. And he says, What? Well, he will he, give you the news about me. He is a dear brother and a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. This is what Apostle Paul is writing. Apostle Paul did not only write about grace, he wrote about faithfulness. He said, this one, this man, I can attest to the fact that he is faithful. Listen, if the Bible is written in PIWC, you will not appear in that Bible because of your faithfulness. He says what? He was faithful. He was faithful. Let's go ahead, please. Let's go to, I'm sending it to you to express the purpose that you may what? You may know about our circumstances that you may be encouraged in your hearts. Which means he was trying to also encourage you. And then he goes on and says, Coming with him is Onesimus. Onesimus, our also faithful and dear brother. Because Tinnicus and Onesimus, they travel together. 
And what they were doing is they were making sure they were protecting the saints. If Apostle Paul couldn't go anywhere, they sent him, they sent them to go. Hallelujah. And they said, they will tell you what it is, please. They will tell you everything that is happening here. Now, if somebody else, if a person is not faithful, if somebody's demise, they will laugh at the person's demise. But Apostle Paul said, whatever they tell you, he says, my fellow, what? Go ahead. My fellow prisoner, uh-huh. Aristotle sends you his greetings, as do Mark, the cousin of Barabbas. Uh-huh. Go ahead, please. If he, if he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called justice, also send him greetings. The, the, the mass is just like, I can't see anything. These are the few Jews among my co workers for the kingdom of God, and uh-huh, they have proven, they have proved a comfort to me. He's saying that these people have been very comfortable with me. They have proven to be what? Comfortable. They have proven comfort. They console me. Hallelujah. Epaphras, which is one of you, and the servant of Christ, Jesus, sends greetings. He's also wrestling. Listen. He's also wrestling in prayer. Beloved of God, you must learn sometimes it takes somebody who is faithful to be on your knees. Be on your knees. I said, oh God, don't us something. Oh God, let me have the UCC group. Oh God, let me have the UCC group. Oh God, come through for your church. And that is what Epaphras did. But the other person says, he labored. He labored in prayer. He labored in prayer. Hallelujah. That you may what? Stand firm. His prayer was not for anybody else, but he was praying that the Colossian church will not fall off. The Colossian church will not fall off. Nothing should happen to anybody and that should be the desire of every faithful Christian. Not wishing for someone to fall, but you are praying constantly. Your faithfulness is compelling you to say, let this happen for them. Come through for them, oh God. This is a faithful person. And that's what Abraham first did. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Let's go to uh, verse uh, 15, uh, 14. Our dear brother Luke, uh-huh. the Luke of God is said about Luke. The other version says, the physician, which means he makes sure that if somebody is sick, he also makes sure he makes sure that they are healed. This is Apostle Paul writing. Hallelujah. Now it says, Demas says his greetings. Now, Bible theologians are t- telling us that they didn't know when Demas left. And Apostle Paul was saying, Demas has left me in the faith. But others are saying, maybe Demas has changed his mind and Demas has come. But when Demas came, he was given what? He was committed. He was faithful because he decided that he's not going to go back again. Uh, give my greetings to the brothers and the sisters in Laodicea. And in fact, the church in her house, he was having service in his house. His faithfulness. 
As for him, he said, oh, if the church has no place to fellowship, come and fellowship. Which means faithfulness come in diverse ways. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, this one, he says, if one says what? As for me, if the church has no place to fellowship, I will be faithful to them and host them. Hallelujah. We'll be done in a few minutes, please. After this letter has, go ahead, has been read to you, see, and see that it is read in the church. This is a supposed to give instructions. See that it is read in the church of the Laodiceans that they will tell and read from Laodicea. Amen. Which means he's telling them that read it among them and make sure they count that statement along. And also go and tell others about it. Uh-huh. Articles, uh-huh. see that he, see that it, no, go, go back please, go back. Tell Articles, see that it, see, the, see to it that you complete, uh-huh. go ahead, you complete the ministry that you have received in the Lord. We were telling them, listen, make sure you complete. Make sure that you are faithful to the end. Can you stand to your feet please? Today, I am treating you alive. If our children will be faithful to the adults, if the adults will be faithful to the children, if husbands will be faithful to the wives, and if wives will be faithful to the, the husbands, things will change. If we be faithful to our bosses, if we feel free to our neighbors, if we feel free to one another, do you know how best this place will be? If only we will be faithful. This church will be in a different sphere if they will be faithful. If we will be faithful. Today I entreat everyone. I entreat everyone. Let us be faithful. Says, do not be weary in well doing. In due season, which is beginning to understand, don't give up, but be faithful. He says, in due season, you will weep if you do not give up. You will weep if you do not give up. If you will be faithful to the end, if you will be faithful to the end. Whatever you want, it's not coming through for you. So you are, you are trying to give in, throw the towel. Be faithful. Be faithful. Be faithful. And the God who sees in secret will reward you. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice.